WKNC 88.1 Raleigh. Hello and welcome to the State of State. I'm your host, MC, and we're back from spring break. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and back from sports break for the past month or so. Um, not that we don't love our sports. And uh, I just wanted to say a special thanks to Sari Asin for our last show where we discussed Behind the Veil. And tonight's show, we have a full house. We've got three people in the studio, and we are here to talk about the Hillsborough Street Renaissance and uh, Regis Raleigh. So here in the studio, I've got Jennifer Hallweil, which I knew I was going to botch, but I think no, I did you, all right. You got, you got it good. That's so. Okay. We're welcoming her from the Hillsborough Street Renaissance and more Framian and Mikey P from Regis Raleigh. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing great. Well. Wonderful. How are your breaks? Long and tiring. But Amazing. Fun. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that's yep. good. Yep. Did you get a break? No. I got some quality time with my couch, which that's, is good. <laughs> that's good. How about the Hillsborough Street folks? No, we did, you guys, did not get a break. Have We're, you guys slept lately? No. I think this is going to be the best event of my life because I'm going to be so euphoric from sleep deprivation that it should be a fun time. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So I guess we should start off first by saying, what is Hillsborough Street Renaissance? Um, basically, it is an eco-friendly festival. We're going to shut down Hillsborough for six blocks and have everything from a fashion show um, organic kickoff, barbecue, alternative fuel vehicle showcase, and even a kids' venue. We're going to have, like, solar-powered race cars, hands-free spaghetti eating contest. I almost wish I was nine again and I could <laughs> join in. But, yeah, basically the goal is just to kind of shut down the street, raise money and awareness for the local charities, um, more love, Souls for Souls, and Engineers Without Borders. Um, Engineers Without Borders, it you know, does sustainable engineering projects in communities in need. Souls for Souls takes recycled shoes and gives them to people in need and more love because sort of the same thing with clothes. I don't know. You want to talk a little bit more about more love? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, more love, what we do is um, we have a lot of textile goods that are donated to us. And then we have student designers and then designers from the community who take these textile materials and make anything from garments to jewelry to art pieces. And we uh, sell these items and we raise money for an orphanage in Jinja, Uganda. So it's fun. How long have you been doing that, more? This is actually my, this is three and a half years, Mark. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I try. <laughs> She's a trooper. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence that it's named More Love, right? Right. I'm trying to share my love with the rest of the world and other people here. So we'll and, see. And where did that idea come from? Actually, um, this was my freshman year. I had a class with my professor, Philip Dale, and he was talking about one of his students uh, starting up a project from Madagascar, helping people in Madagascar establish an economy. And I just thought, you know, we're in the college of textiles. There's so much waste just in the textile world. Why, we, why don't we do something about it? And I've always had a weakness for children. They're just, I think they're the key to making this world a better place. So taking all these different aspects and combining them together, giving somebody an opportunity to grow as a designer or, or as an artist. Um, and then with that, you know, having children who benefit from that as far as money or knowing that somebody on the other side of the world cares about them and then tying it all together with Mother Nature, you know, taking care of our earth and what we can do to make it a better place. And where do you sell the items that you guys make? Because I've seen, I think, in the brickyard a couple times, things for sale, like shirts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But is there a place that they're sold, like, year-round? Like, do you have 
local shops around here or we're working on that um we actually we sell some items in Belize, which is in uh cameron village and it's a fair trade uh store but we haven't actually most of our items are sold during fashion shows this is going to be i think our third fashion show that we're doing and our biggest fashion show so people who are going to come out on march 14th saturday it's this saturday yeah this saturday there's super going close. to be Yes, it's very close. There's going to be a tent, um, the Redress Raleigh tent, and they can purchase items from More Love and then also American Vintage Clothing and Classics. And realizing that you're one person, how many people do you think you have working on different items for More Love at a time? It ranges. Uh, depending on the season, we have anywhere between, you know, like 15 to 50 people just doing small things. Um, some people make, you know, a whole collection that they're going to give away, and then other people make two or three items. So it really, we have a really wide variety of people who are involved. Okay. In the I guess we'll, we'll come back to more love in a little bit when we talk more about Regis Raleigh. But let's go back to the whole event at the moment, um, which is called the Hillsborough Street Renaissance. And you guys have a website up, I see. Yes, it is www.hsren.org, hsren.org, um, and you can go there. You can find out more about all the charities, the different venues. Um, you'll probably see the plug on the, the homepage. There's a video with some of our bands, Brookswood, Influential, that are going to be playing at the festival, um, if you kind of scroll down on the homepage. And we've got, you know, info. This is actually the first time we're shutting down the street for an all-day festival in 217 years. So it's it's a pretty historic big to-do. Um, just 217 years, You know, right? just, just 217 No one's counting, years. though. I mean, no one really noticed, correct? <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, so we're pretty excited about it. Um, the local community, I think, is pretty excited about it. We're hoping to get both students and, and you know, families, professionals, a lot of healthy a healthy mix. And there's, you know, everything, there's something for everyone. There, there'll be vendors. There's going to be over 80 vendors on the street selling everything from art to solar panels to um, recycling bags and things like that. So it's a good, healthy mix of different stuff. Cool. And you mentioned some bands. How many bands do you guys have playing? I don't know the count off the top of my head. I, this is something I should know. I'm sorry. But we do have um, everything from Wrecking Season, um, Zeg, Brookswood Band, as I mentioned, is coming back together for a reunion show for this event. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, Influential, of course, is going to be out there. Is there a ska band or something? Murphy's Kids. Murphy's Kids, yeah, yeah it's a ska band. Um, you can go find out the whole band list. If you go on the website, click on entertainment, there's a whole schedule of all the bands. Um, there's, I think, like 11 or 12 in total. And then, like, um, Two Guys Restaurant on Hillsborough is going to have some acoustic bands in their restaurant later in the day. So is Melvin's and 5 O'Clock Sports Bar. And I think Aurora's on Hillsborough late in the night is going to have some bands playing out there. So... So it's a fun, big, it's a real music festival. We're, we're pretty excited about it. That's pretty impressive. And what is your role directly in the Hillsborough Street Renaissance Festival? Um, a little bit of everything. I don't know. I, um, I kind of uh, sort of oversee some of the things. I, I mess up most of the time, and my committees and teams tell me what I'm doing wrong. Oh, come on. But um, uh, basically the way that the Hillsborough Street Renaissance started is that um, two friends and I who had been working on Engineers Without Borders um, came together and we just realized like how much of a struggle a lot of these student charities have getting the word out about what they're doing um, and doing fundraisers like it's not that easy to go to school full-time and do a fundraiser and we can't just go out and do like a golf day with the the rest of the people at our corporate
operation and raise a couple thousand for charity. It doesn't quite work like that. So we had done some events in the past, um, Guitar Hero competition, comic relief, comedy charity shows, and things like that. And we're like, well, what can we do that really will bring the community together for a good cause? Um, and so it just it kind of grew from us wanting to shut down the street for like a block or two to um, ATO got involved and like was we'll do a barbecue and we'll do 15 different kinds of barbecue, five different kinds of pies. We'll sell tickets on the street and on, on the website and raise money for engineers without borders and souls for souls. And then of course, more and I got matched up and she was already doing an eco-friendly fashion show, which fit really well with the <laughs> eco-friendly festival. And so, you know, we wanted to do something that incorporated that and helped out her charity. And so it's just, it's grown from three people in a, a living room talking about a crazy idea a year ago to over 200 people involved in planning and hopefully we're going to get the goal is to get about 20,000 people on the street um, about anywhere from 2,000 to 5,000 at any point in time so we definitely want to you know tell everyone to come out have fun it's free and open to the public so you just need to mosey on in and see what we've got going on day of and you know don't need to stay the whole time but just showing up and being a body there to kind of see what's going on okay I think we're going to take a little break right now, but you guys stay tuned in to WKNC 88.1, and we'll be right back with more information about the Hillsborough Street Renaissance and, uh, sorry, not more love, Redress Raleigh. WKNC 88.1 Raleigh. We are back in the studio tonight with a full house. Uh, this is the State of State, and I'm your host, MC, and we are discussing the Hillsborough Street Renaissance and Redress Raleigh. And I've got a couple guests. Somebody might be slipping out for a little bit, but they probably will come back, I'm figuring. I'm talking to Moore and Jennifer. Do you prefer Jen? Jen. Jen, cool, cool. Jennifer is what my mother calls me when she's angry with me. Okay, well, then we'll keep that out of here. <laughs> um, and you were just speaking a little bit about being an engineer and part of Engineers Without Borders and having this kind of become a, an idea. And then, I guess, could you speak a little bit more about how you put that into action. I mean, I know you said that you met up with some other people, but I had heard about some kind of coalition that was also going on in the neighborhood and you wanted to involve the community. So how did you go about doing that? Um, basically what we did is we kind of went out and we sought the support of the different community associations. There's um, CACs as well as neighborhood associations. And so they're about um, six different ones that are in the area right adjacent to Hillsborough Street. And believe it or not, um, students are actually part of the the. Um, Hillsborough Street CAC. So if you guys ever want to get involved in politics or government in Raleigh outside of state, um, you can do so through that CAC. Um, but basically we got on and we, we started a petition. We said, look, we want to shut down the street. We want your support to go to city council and have them close down the street for the first time in 217 years. And so got them all on board. They were really excited about it. And as we started talking to people, that's when it started growing of people having other ideas of things we should have at the festival. Um, and then the, the big player that we really talked to as well was the Hillsborough Street Partnership. Basically, there's um, on Hillsborough Street over 72 restaurants. It's the highest per capita restaurants of anywhere, any street in North Carolina. So they've all kind of banded together in this coalition called the Hillsborough Street Partnership. And what they did recently is applied for a bid, a business improvement district. And it gives them money to kind of improve the street. Um, you know, they're, they're pushing for things like keeping away beggars or just, you know, having better trash cleanup and recycling and things like that. Um, and one of the things they wanted to do is to see more events on the street to drive people to the area. 
And so as we got started talking to them, we, we heard about the construction that was happening on the street. Um, they're actually going to close down the street. And not only are they going to put in two roundabouts, that's what everyone talks about, these little roundabout circles. Um, but what they're actually going to do, too, is they're going to put in underground power lines. They're going to widen the sidewalks. They're putting trees in the sidewalks. They're really trying to kind of give Hillsborough Street a facelift because, you know, it is one of the oldest roads in, in Raleigh that leads downtown. And it, it could use, you know, a little bit of a renovation. It's, it's time to give Hillsborough some love. I think this is the most positive I've probably heard anyone talk about that. Most of the students are like, how am I going to get to school? Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's only going to be Western now. What am I going to do? And I think, I think that we've done a lot of good things lately, making a bus that goes straight to downtown, uh, the R line too, you know? I mean, I think that we're making progress in that, in that direction, but I think it's really great to hear someone speak so positively about the entire renovation of the street. Do you know, I mean, I, I don't know many details about it, um, but do you have any idea about how long that will take? Like, is the reason you're having this event now because we're going to close it down in a month and then yeah, it'll be done or the, what? The goal is to close it down um, in May, beginning of May when everyone leaves. So the students will hopefully, you know, go home for the summer. I know a bunch stick around town, but um, they're, they're going to close down the street and they're going to do it in sections. The goal is it's going to take about a year and a half to two years. But, um, you know, how construction goes, it could take a little less. It could take a, a little more. Um, this has actually been something they've been pushing for for several years. I've been talking to um, one of the things we've been really blessed is a lot of NCSU alumni are really excited about the event. The alumni associations playing a role. And so um, they were all like, oh, my God, I remember hearing about this a decade ago. I can't believe they're finally going to do construction. So um, I've been told by the people heading it downtown, Kimberly Horn, that it is actually going to happen. It's not just talk this time around. They're, they're going to follow through. We're going to definitely change the street. Um, but I think, you know, what you were talking about with, you know, students talking about what we're doing, I think that a state as a campus, we we do a really bad job of interacting with the community, of, of finding out about downtown. It wasn't until I was a junior that I even realized there was a downtown Raleigh that I could go to and a Glenwood Avenue and things like that. I think that, you know, you live on campus the first two years. If you're not from Raleigh, you may not know everything that's here. And so I think this festival is a way to really give people a taste of what's outside. We're going to have, like I said, 80 vendors. They're from all over Raleigh and North Carolina and you know, get a feel for what's outside, you know, those doors, the the ivory tower of, of NCSU. And, and for the same, you know, token, like NC Solar Center is playing a really big role in the festival. They're going to have a bunch of stuff out there. Um, the community, while they may know a lot about the arts and things like that, they don't always hear about the green tech that we know about. They don't know. Well, know. I think, I mean, just what you mentioned right there too, the, the solar center. I know I worked for a solar company this summer um, that the people that run it are alum from here, but to me, I was like, wait, there's a solar center on campus? And I, I mean, I, I'm an advocate for bike riding, so I'm always out there on my bike trucking around, but like, I just had never noticed it. Yeah, and I feel it's like this little nondescript building, this little house that no one ever sees. It's right by McKimmon Center if you're driving down Gorman. Well, it's got a pretty sick system on top of it. It was just revamped. So yeah. that was pretty impressive by Southern Energy, but um, I thought that that was really cool. And I, I don't know how I missed it all the years that I was here. I mean... Because it's been there. It's not like, oh, wow, we just decided to be green. But I think now that it's more in conversations, people are noticing those things about us, too. I think it's I think it's a wonderful idea to bring that um, up at this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, we're at Southern Energy Management. It's a good thing you bring them up because they're they're actually going to be on the street during the event. They're going to have the solar powered race car competitions and they're bringing um, a solar powered pig cooker for the so barbecue. How how heavy can you be to get in those cars? 
Do I need to start fasting now no, so I no, can raise no, children? It's, it's like remote control oh, raised cars. Man. But, uh, yeah, I wish it was real. Maybe we'll, that's something to work on for next year. Hopefully we'll get to do this again. And, you know, ideas like that are always something we're looking for. But, yeah, um, we've had a, a ton of, if I can, plug some of the sponsors real quick. Um, NCSU is actually sponsoring the event, so we definitely want to thank them. Also, Time Warner Cable and Z Spotlight are gold sponsors. Um, venue sponsors, Moore's sponsor is Cherokee Investments for the Redress Raleigh um, fashion show. Um, ATO, the barbecue kickoff, has got Sushi Thai, um, is heading that. And they've got a Q-Shack, I think, is the one given the materials for it and things like that. Um, we've got we've got a ton of, of sponsors. Earth yeah, Fair helping out. I was looking down the right side of your webpage, and it's like information on the webpage, and then the sponsors just keep going. going. Well, and that's sort of what because the it's been sort of hard economic times. Like typically, when people spo- do an event like this, we get you get one or two big sponsors, and they cover the whole event. And what we did is we took a different approach, and we asked people to sponsor a venue so that they could still be really involved with the event, but the monetary contribution wasn't as large. Um, and so yeah, we've been really lucky that way. Like for example, music. Explorium. Um, they're bringing 50 instruments made from recycled materials and they're going to do a drum session from 2 to 3.30 and they're sponsoring like the youth venue um, that's kind of having that and stuff. So we've been we've been really lucky to, to have, you know, a great group of people wanting to get involved. So do you think, I, I guess one of your goals was to make money for yourself, but do you think that this has grown larger than you initially thought it would be with benefits to the community? Or was this your vision the whole time? Um, no, it's definitely grown. Uh, I don't think anyone thought a year ago that this is what we would be doing. We would be shutting down six blocks of Hillsborough Street, having two stages, live bands, six different venues, um, and 80 vendors. When I looked at the site map last night, because we're sending out you know brochures to all the vendors that are coming up, and I looked down and, and Joe was telling me, we've got 80 vendor spots. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, we're at capacity. We can't fit anyone else on the street and, and follow fire code permitting. And that to me just in and of itself is pretty awesome. So I guess that you bring up a good point. Hillsborough Street's a pretty good stretch. Um, it goes for a ways. <laughs> so where exactly will be uh, shut down from and to, I guess? Um, we're going to close down from Enterprise, which is the Bell Tower area, um, all the way up to Gardner, so sort of by DHL Wachovia area. Okay. Um, it's about five, five, six blocks. And so the whole length of that will be shut down? The whole length will be shut down. There'll be a stage at each end, bookending, and we're going to alternate bands on each stage. So um, you can go kind of one end, hear one genre of music as that closes. You'll go to the other end, hear a different genre. Um, we've got everything punk, ska, pop, rock, hip-hop, um, jazz. So we're pretty excited about that. And then as you walk between the two stages, there'll be all the venues and the vendor tents. So there'll be you know a big tent for the Iron Chef. There'll be the big tent for Redress Raleigh where they're selling the clothes for, for more Love Cherry. And um, a good percentage of the proceeds of the things people would buy in the festival will be going to these charities. So like buying the barbecue tickets, um, you get to try 15 different kinds of barbecue, five pies and get to know that, you know, you're you're raising money for a good cause. And also um, we're doing a really cool thing with the barbecue that souls for souls. We're doing a shoe drive. So college hunks hauling junk. Um, they they're big recycling. They take garbage and they essentially recycle a larger portion than than most people normally would. Like if you go through someone's garbage, there's probably a ton of stuff in there that could be recycled. Um, and so to kind of help out the whole um, cause, they're gonna have their truck out there and we're gonna be collecting shoes. And if you bring shoes day of um, and buy a barbecue ticket, you get a discount. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, there's 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 going to be a ton of stuff. We just we really you know we're really hoping to bring people out. I really they really hope people come. And how many people do you have involved? I guess on the planning end of this, I'm I'm 
I mean, you mentioned it's really hard for students to be actively involved in, in a lot of different things in college because you have a class load and you have other expectations like internships and things that you're supposed to be doing as a student. So um, how many people did you guys start with? I think you mentioned a couple. And then how, how have you grown? Um, we've got 40 core team members, if you count, you know, like Moore's heading Redress Raleigh with um, Beth and, and Jamie and, and Kevin and, and Luke and some of the people heading the barbecue. Um, and we've got like a PR and a marketing team now and, and all of that, a web designer, Matthew, who I have to thank profusely. He does all of the website himself. He's a one-man man show uh, with a little help from Yusuf. And um, so, but yeah, we've grown to a 40 core team, but I would say there's over 200 people that have helped plan this or some aspect of this, um, you know, 80 vendors, most of the vendors, you have one to two people that are coming out the day of that are, you know, of course, setting up art and stock and, and calling me. I've had vendors calling me for the last three weeks. What should I bring? And, you know, that kind of stuff. And then all of the businesses on Hillsborough almost have chosen to support this. Um, we're going to be, you know, T-shirts for the volunteers day of and selling T-shirts and things like that. And their names of all the people that have chosen to sponsor it. You know, two guys, uh, Amores, Melvins, um, they have Cartridge World. We, we tried to get everybody involved. So even as far down as the Royal Bean by um Meredith, Meredith is, wow. is, is involved. They'll be on the street with muffins and coffee in the morning. So for the early crowd, <laughs> once to get out there, or at least the planning crew, we're pretty excited about that coffee. That's, yeah, because you guys are starting at what time again? We're starting at noon is the kickoff. That's when so, the bands will start playing. But we're encouraging people to come a little earlier, around 11. They'll be able to start checking out the vendors. Um, uh, we're also doing, this is pretty exciting, but we have an animated walkthrough of what the street's going to look like when construction's done. And that'll be in the Hillsborough Street Partnership tent across from the VIP lounge by like the bowling alley on Hillsborough Street. And so if you guys come early, that'll be demoing around 11. You guys can see what the street's going to look like when construction's done. We'll have some old photos of Hillsborough. That's something I'm pretty excited to put up there. You can see it when there was nothing here but a couple school buildings. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. Because there's also, I, I had heard, like, perhaps other people have heard this too, but downtown there's a parade for um, St. Patrick's Day because it's the next week. So right. essentially you could get up, go to the parade, and then come back to the festival and check yeah. it out. Partying, yeah, partying, keeping it green. Yeah, right. Right. green the whole day. <laughs> and most of the festival, the venues are later in the day, like the fashion shows at 5.30 and um, the organic kickoff is from 3 to 7 and things like that. So, yeah, we're definitely, we, we were actually at the St. Paddy's Day Run Green thing this Saturday, um, handing out flyers and talking to people about it. And they're all like, oh, yeah, we'll come down after the St. Paddy's Day Parade. So um, it's a good time. It's springtime. People want to come out and go out and, and celebrate good causes and have a fun time. So. Yeah, it's been beautiful outside, too. You guys are real blessed to have that weather, man. Ooh, I, I hope, hope it, it stays, stays up for you. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. Um, so are there any initiatives to get people there in sustainable ways? Like, have you guys promoted like taking a bike there or anything yeah or? the buses have been promoting ride the buses they've been having placards up in triangle transit we did not this year we were trying to get some up in the the raleigh transit authority but they've been having some problems but um we are promoting that we're parking by the way parking is opened up on state's campus you can park anywhere pretty much on state's campus in the parking decks or the employee parking um and walk over and, and those kinds of things so um we are encouraging more green in the festival there'll be a lot of recycling we're going to be composting the vip lounge and the volunteer lounge um, stuff afterwards. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that, but it's some cool stuff, like pretty much making plates out of corn, which I think is cool, um, an oversimplification. But, um, but yeah, so we're doing things like that. We're also running our generators off biodiesel to make them cleaner. 
um, and, you know, those kinds of things. We want to make sure that this is an eco-friendly event in, in all aspects. So we're not just showcasing eco-friendly technologies, but we're using them, too, on the street. I think that's really impressive. It's it's especially hard to get all those uh, ends covered, I guess you could say, uh, during a time oh, yeah, logistics. of... Yeah, and economically, I mean... You guys have so many connections. I think that's wonderful. I think that's definitely one of your biggest assets in this is being able to use everybody's strengths and put them together to make, I mean, the most green thing that you could. I guess another question that comes to mind, uh, some people think St. Patrick's Day and um, alcohol are kind of synonymous. (laughs) Um, And so I was just kind of curious if you guys were going to have that available to people or if if it's an alcohol and drug-free event or what the limitations are on that. Well, it's definitely a drug-free event. Um, the alcohol, we are not allowed to have alcohol on the street. That's a city of Raleigh ordinance. But, of course, all the vendors um, that are, you know, the businesses, you can go to two guys, have a beer. In fact, we're working with some of the local microbrewers because, you know, local business shopping locally is more eco-friendly. And so you will be able to, for the first time ever, and some of those businesses get local brews and try them out and see if you like them. Also, I know it's ACC tournament that weekend. There's a lot going on that weekend. So um, about six or seven of the businesses will have TV screens with the ACC tournament going so we're really encouraging people yo come out have a beer to celebrate the acc tournament and five o'clock sports bar melvin's or porters and you know still get to have live music there i mean what better way to have that watching the acc tournament than with a live band playing a couple feet down the road so and with all your fellow fans surrounding you right because all nc state's gonna be out in the local community hopefully yeah so but yeah no no open containers on the street no beer in the festival um we will have food and stuff though um ice cream and kind of fun festival food and things like that are there any any other limitations on things that people can or cannot bring? Like if I'm coming to the festival and I'm riding my bike there and I want to lock up somewhere close and I walk up, I mean, are there, you know, you can, you can bring, you know, you know, bikes and things into the festival. About, um, we've got segues. We've actually got a segue parade that's going to go through the festival at three o'clock. Oh um, my God. But that's, yeah, well, that came on board two weeks ago. They were like, oh, oh. Segues. Um, but yeah, so it should be humorous, but I mean, you know, basic stuff, no weapons. One of the things we put on our website and we're sort of promoting is no cigarettes. Um, you know, I can understand wanting that, but, um, it is an eco-friendly event and cigarettes are not very eco-friendly. They may be bad for your health, but they're really bad for the environment too. So and everyone um, else around you, we're you know we're we've got people that are volunteers walking around, and we've asked them to you know ask people if they'd be willing to put out their cigarettes when they come to the festival, or telling them, greeting them when they come in, and just saying you know hey, put the cigarette out. Um, we can't force anyone to do anything, but you know we we do have the right to kick people out of the festival if they're doing something inappropriate. I don't know if we'll kick everyone out for smoking, but we're definitely going to encourage people not to do it. Okay, so. and it's. I know that you mentioned tickets before, and I think that those were for food and things of that nature. Is the event itself free? Yeah, it's free and open to the public. Um, we, you know, hard economic times. Like we said, we don't we don't want to tax people by any means. We want this to be a fun community event. We want it to be educational. People can learn about all the festival stuff. But um, we definitely want, you know, people to come in, buy barbecue tickets, buy some clothes at the Redress Raleigh tent, or buy a fashion show ticket. Um, you can get most of these tickets online now. We've got some raffles. We'll be raffling off some art. Also, we're raffling off. You can be a judge in the organic kickoff. So if you wanted to, the organic kickoff is the only thing we're not actually selling that food. It's just four chefs going head-to-head bracket style um, in honor of the whole ACC tournament. So um, there will be three judges, and, and you can be one of the three judges if you go online, buy a dollar raffle ticket and things like that. So. Cool. And so for, I think the, for Redress Raleigh, you guys have your own kind of setup for the, the fashion show in and of itself, correct? Like you guys have your own website, I think, we as do. well that I've seen. It's more. A, Sorry. I should address who you are. They can't see me talking to you, I suppose. 
<laughs> it's uh, www.redressraleigh.com. And, and it's has, really snazzy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just loaded it. Sorry, guys. It was made on a Mac, so, you know, <laughs> uh, it's as snazzy as it could get. Can but, you tell Will that? Will always rags on me for having a Mac. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, I've seen the posters up now that I'm looking at this. Cool. Yeah, everybody should come out to it. Um, we have about 18 designers. Most of them are students. We have a high school student, and then we also have Jamie Powell, who's a business owner, and she's putting her revamp collection um, in the fashion show, but we have really, really cool things ranging from just like fun day dresses to really formal evening gowns. So it's and, exciting. And for those pieces that you see, each designer has about how many, would you say? Um, they range from five to 10 pieces. Well, not pieces, five to 10 models. Okay. So outfits essentially. Okay. And are the things on the models going to be for sale as well? Or are they just for the show? Uh, it depends on the designer. Cause I know for a lot of these designers, this is the first time they're going to be in a fashion show. So this is their first collection. I could never really make anybody sell their first collection because some people have attachments. But some designers are going to put their um, clothes up for a silent auction, which we'll be holding at our after party that night. Sweet. Yeah. So everybody should come out and where, party where, afterwards. Where is the after party? It's going to be a good night. It's um, 861. Oh, I guess it's Morgan, it's isn't Morgan. it? It's Morgan, yeah. Well, that's West tricky. Morgan. I mean, it kind of looks like it, Hillsborough. It might as well be Hillsborough. You just street. jump off Hillsborough <laughs> and end up at good nights. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have the after party starting at 11, going until... People don't want to dance anymore. Which is never, right? Right. <laughs> so, Except for on weekends when you have time changes. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't like time changes. I Two o'clock magically becomes three, and it's like, what? But at least we have daylight, you know? That is true. Um, so you mentioned that you have one high school student, um, a professional designer, I guess. And then you also have, are they school... Like College of Textile students? Are. Or are the they girls. art and design students? Or how do you... How did you go about picking where... Well, we had, um, we, first we had, I guess, uh, judging. It wasn't really, we're not very strict. We're kind of, we were trying to see who would be interested because this is really hard to make eco-friendly garments, especially something that is recreated or reconstructed. It's a challenge because you don't, you don't get to choose your own fabric necessarily. She's downplaying how cool the designs are, though. And I have people really calling cool. me saying how fabulous no, they, they look. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, it's these girls are absolutely talented, but um, most of the girls who came out were College of Textile students, and I'm really excited about that. Kind of gives the College of Textiles a chance to show, I mean, beyond being, like, ready to wear, because that's what we mostly do there, um, kind of show some talent and creativity and thinking outside the box and a lot of really, really hard work. These girls are talented. There's 18 of them, 18 designers. It's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. a large group. Um, I guess I was kind of curious, too, where did they all gather their materials? Did you, did you, I guess, my question, I guess, more like better put is, did you tell them you wanted recycled things and then yes. everyone went and made recycled stuff? Or did they already have recycled things and come to you and be like, this is something we thought was interesting and we would build off of? Did you did you supply them with well, things or ideas too? We did. Um, well, some students came by. We had a storage up until not too long ago. We had a More Love had a storage where we stored a lot of um, all the donated textile goods that we had. And it was like fabric swatches and 80s clothes and whatever else you can think of. So some girls came by and picked out fabrics. We actually have one of our designers. She's doing a lot of upholstery, uh, 
um, fabric material. So it's really cool and it's really different because you don't think that would be. Well, it's you know, not very easy to work with, is it? No, not at all. Or wear, you know. So it's going to be different and exciting. But a lot of students had things in their closets, you know. They're like, oh, you know, I don't use this anymore. I might as well make something new out of it. Or they went to Goodwill or Salvation Army and bought some really cheap clothes that were already, you know, anything that. Pretty much anything that you deemed go out that was newly made. Like, you wouldn't go to Forever 21 and buy whatever and then say, okay, I'm going to recycle this. That wouldn't really make any sense. Like, if it's been around since the 80s, then maybe you should... You know, give it a little upgrade. I feel like I feel like there's a pretty big push for that though these days. I feel like a lot of people are kind of revisiting the idea of reusing things that we've already made. Absolutely, it's a it's really like a whole wave of revolution. If I mean, if you look across the country, people are really excited about going green, and there's a lot of new vintage designers. And what they do is they buy vintage clothes and then they reconstruct them. And um, I don't know. I think it's good because people don't realize just like how much mass production really influences the way Earth works. It's just a lot of chemicals and dyes and waste, just amount of waste that we throw away. So, And I see on here that you have as a American Vintage Clothing and, and Classics. Classics. Yes. And they actually do what you kind of were speaking of. It's, it's a business that sells yeah. reused things, correct? Yep, Jamie pretty much, um, she goes around to warehouses and she just buys clothes by the pound. And, you know, these are, I don't know, they range from like the 40s up until, you know, the 90s. And um, she puts these clothes in consignment shops and also you can go online, www.avcc-inc.com and you can buy clothes from her. She also has a line that's called Revamp in which she kind of picks out a few clothes and... um gives them a little update you know she makes really awesome sundresses and western shirts for men and she has cowboy boots and purses hmm. so so this is definitely stuff you could wear every day oh yeah yeah this is definitely i think the whole idea for redress raleigh is we want people to understand that it doesn't have to be extremely expensive or difficult to be eco-friendly when you dress um there are so many different outlets you can go to or like different stores even here in raleigh that you can go to where it's like local designers and local vintage shops and i don't know i, I always thought vintage is cool i always thought it had something unique about it and different what well, has a story behind it i think i mean yeah you're not the only one something really cool is probably happening before you got in it so. <laughs> hopefully just- something not really bad but no i'm just kidding <laughs> Do you guys have the people that you're mentioning, like local vintage and and those kinds of um, places coming out? And do they have booths as well? I think so. You have a lot of uh, local um, businesses. I can't really remember up, off the top of my head since oh, okay. I didn't really go talk to anybody. We've to got be a some consignment stores. But we've got, we do. Yeah, we've got Passage Consignment does you know clothes, but mm-hmm. also furniture. Um, we've got. Edward McKay's used books. You can go out and get used books and things like that, which and is tough recycling. Love, which and is tough actually love. tough love is at the end of Hillsborough. Yeah, so you're still in the Hillsborough. And they're actually going to have a booth um, within, you know, the festival. Within the festival, so, so we don't even have to walk to no, the other you don't. end. How amazing! And it's so you nice. had uh, it's more love American vintage clothing and classics, and then the Green Builders, right? That have helped yes. you guys put this all together. Yes, it's yeah, Beth. Um, Beth Stewart, she's uh, the co-chair for the Emerging Green Builders of the Triangle chapter. And um, 
it's been really cool because she does something completely different. She's, you know, about eco-friendly building and getting professionals to be more interested in it and educational programs and things like that. But, I mean, she's really fashionable. You should see her walking around in heels. So <laughs> we just all got together, and I've worked with Jamie before. She was actually one of the designers for last year's More Love fashion show. And for some reason, we are like, okay, let's do this. We can put our heads together, and we've been working really hard. I'm probably not going to be sleeping anytime this week. but Sleep is for suckers. Yeah. We're college We can kids. do that when Woo-hoo. we're dead, right? Exactly. <laughs> I hope. I, I'm, that's what I'm banking on at this point. So you conceptually had this idea before you knew about the Hillsborough Street Renaissance? Yes. And then you guys partnered up together to put your two events together? Yeah, Jen pretty much came up to me and said, you know, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be part of it? And I thought it was actually like an excellent idea because you always want to promote your own community. It's really important. I think that we should all strive to support one another within our own community. And when she said that to us, we're just like, okay, why not? I mean, it's going to be in the middle of a street. We've never done something like that. It's going to be bigger than anything the three of us have ever worked on, you know, so we just yeah, we were up. we were so excited for them to come on board. Our our, our um, production crew Tebow loves that he has the sixteen foot runway to play with for the bands. <laughs> nice, so it's gonna be great. I guess a question I have for both of you, and you guys can answer one at a time. Maybe say who you are when you answer, because we all kind of sound similar as <laughs> lady voices. Um, is you know what what were your goals or what are your goals with this event? Okay, well, more over here speaking. I guess my goal is to bring awareness about where we are currently as a society and where we want to be later on in our life. And there's so so many things that, I don't know, so many different aspects of life that you don't necessarily think would go together. But just like this Redress Raleigh fashion show, just that having it be about the environment, having it be about the talent within, you know, Raleigh and then be about children in Africa and then on top of that being part of the Hillsborough Street community all these things coming together you want people to be aware of what's going on and to know that you can make a difference and we are making a difference I mean just me sitting here this is making a difference making somebody hear about it and become interested and it's not necessarily that you have to get involved with this particularly but it should be inspiring for people to do to like wake up and say, you know what, this bothers me. I want to change this, whatever it may be, and just go out there and go after your dreams and goals and really work hard to make make that difference and achieve that goal that you have. Wow, can I can I follow that? I don't know that I'm I can sure you come can. Up with I mean, that interesting. <laughs> um, I think you know, yeah, really, what more was saying about community. I think that's really the the one key theme. I think that everyone should walk away with is that. We're all part of a community. We're part of, you know, NCSU community. We're part of the Raleigh community. We're part of North Carolina. We're part of the world. Um, you know, all too often people get boxed in, I think. You know, we get so caught up in the nine-to-five grind. Um, we need the coffee in the morning. We go to work on a computer all day. We come home and we don't we don't step outside ourselves. And so I think that the ultimate goal is just to really raise, raise awareness for what's out there. Um, I think that there's just so much in Raleigh that's really exciting right now that's happening. You know, as a city, we're really, really growing. And there's definitely exciting things happening with these three charities that people should be checking out and supporting. And, you know, the eco-friendly thing, you know, as Moore said, it doesn't cost that much money to to make a few life changes that have a big impact on the environment. And I think that's something that we definitely want to promote through this. And I think it's pretty neat, too, because a lot of times when you hear the whole green thing, you hit extremes. Um, you start with people that are, you know, green and like everything's green, you know, like the food that they eat that came out of their garden and 
and they've always had a garden and, and that's, that makes them better. Or, you know, the people, they made their own clothes and they've sewn them for their whole lives and, you know, and that makes them better. And I feel like there's a certain amount of pretentiousness that's kind of been attached to the green thing, um, which I don't think is rightfully so because I think that it's, it's about starting where you are and making those minor changes and growing off of them. I don't think that the changing process should ever stop. But I don't think that you necessarily have to do everything perfect time one. And I think you guys are a really good example of that. You started, I mean, I don't think, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure that your, your generators were initially going to be run off of biofuel. But those ideas developed as you made more connections and people made that more possible for you. So I think kind of knowing your story, too, is, is really interesting because you started out with a couple of things that you were like, all right, these are green and this is what we're going for. And things very much from, from what I can see developed off of that. Right. I think we definitely branched out. And, and I think that, you know, some people, someone asked me the other day, she was like, well, you're going to have all these glass artists and things like that. How is that really eco-friendly? And I think that the ultimate goal is that we're trying to make North Carolina a more beautiful and environmentally friendly place. Like if you love the place you live in, you will take care of it. You will want to make it a better place. If you don't have that, you know, it's, it's hard to want to do that. So I, I, you know, sometimes maybe art can be seen as wasteful or extravagant, but I don't really think it is. I think it's very vital to life and I think it's very vital to what we're doing. And so now that we've so inspired people as they've been listening to the state of state on WKNC <laughs> and we're about to wrap up our hour um, in a little bit here, I guess my question would then be, we're talking with the Hillsborough Street Renaissance folks and the Redress Raleigh folks. How can people be involved or, or can they still be involved? Is it too late? It's never too late to get involved. Um, I know just for the whole day event, you can always come in at any time probably and just say, hey, where can I help out? I know that if you want to help out Redress Raleigh, we would love some men out there carrying chairs and putting them you know, down. But just about anything, um, you can email us. You can go on the website, get in touch with us. There's And what, uh, is, what is that email or the website again? Well, Do you want to you remind can, folks? Yeah, well, for Redress Raleigh, you can email us at greenfashionshow.com. Oh, wait greenfashionshow at gmail.com or go to www.redressrally.com and um, get in touch with us more Jamie, Beth, email whoever you want and we have anything ranging from helping out the, the designers to putting the fashion show you know, stage together, not the stage but the chairs around the stage together and the more love slash redress Raleigh slash American Vintage and Emerging Green Builders tent together and taking it apart or coming out and partying at our after party. <laughs> the, ta- the, taking apart, the taking apart is a big part, actually. Yeah. Um, we, we have volunteers, too. If you go to our website, www.hsren.org, um, there's a volunteers tab. You can click in the lower left-hand corner. We have no one signed up for cleanup right now. We have, like, 10 people from our core team doing cleanup, and we're <laughs> going to try and get some blowers maybe and blow the trash. But uh, a festival like this, even with recycling bins and composting and things like that, makes <laughs> trash. And so any volunteers that want to be out there on the street with me at 10 o'clock until, until our after party starts and we go join get Charlie Goodnights and things like that, um, please sign up to, to help clean up a little bit. Or, you know, yeah. just come out day up. Like, that that really is a big part of it. By being there, you're, you're affirming that an event like this can be successful. And if we don't get people to come, we don't get to do to get in the future so we're really hoping for a good turnout mm-hmm. so so clean up your trash as you come out Please. that way you don't have to stay after and yeah, you can go to the party mm, mm. i see how this is working <laughs> i've also um on my email account because i get public affairs stuff for the the office here um i've seen that there's a lot of like emails going out about you guys needing volunteers 
So I think it's through C-SLEPs maybe they're sending them out? C-SLEPs, the Howl emails, which unfortunately I've been told only about 10% of people open those emails. Um, So we we started our tagline as Hillsborough Street shuts down and... So oh, check it out. Read yeah. your emails, guys. Look at these great things you'd be missing out on. So, yeah, just and go to the website to check it out. So then the final question, which is something you just touched on a little bit, I think, um, is, is your future. Your future as two people that plan these events, I guess, would be one, one part of this question. And then the, the future of the event itself, I kind of heard a hint of for next time. So do you see no, this we're, as being we're getting a, divorced. We're, we're fed up with each other. <laughs> leaving. Do you guys see this as a thing that will continue on after you're gone? I, I mean, I hope so. I don't think the, yeah. the, the idea was to just do it one time and say, okay, we did something. Let's, let's go home now. We're done. It's always touchy because I know I'm graduating and I don't know who's going to take care of my organization, but my organization aside, as far as just the venue redress Raleigh, I would love to see that happen again, wherever, whenever, um, it's I, I feel like Raleigh is starting to become one of those big cities. It's still really small, but we start we we have, you know, Sparkon and I don't know, we have r 2 wear that happens every single year and it's nice to have events that happen every single year and they grow and you see the change and how they develop. And I think we need that here. It really makes it more, much more of a home at least to me it does and I want to make that connection and leave a mark here in Raleigh and say, I did this, this happened, and it's going to keep happening. So. 217 years, yeah? Yeah, first time in 217 years, so we're pretty excited about it. I think it's yeah. super exciting. I mean, I live pretty close to downtown, too, and a lot of times when I'm walking my dog, I see, you know, there's stuff going on at the History Museum and the, the different museums in downtown or Moore Square and whatnot, but if I weren't walking around, I wouldn't really be aware of it. So I think it's pretty exciting that you can get something this close to this many students. I know that you're saying you want the whole community, but I think it's really a super exciting thing for students to realize and kind of um, get to see all the things that maybe they're missing out on when they don't ride their bike or ride the bus downtown (laughs) and kind of venture outside that bubble because, I mean, the show you're on, State of State, the goal in creating the show was to create a better sense of community and to figure out the things that were kind of slipping through the cracks that maybe students weren't seeing because of things that you've mentioned. We're busy people. We do our thing every day. We go in, we go out, and that's it. You know, it's like a checklist. Brush your teeth, eat eat breakfast or the other way around. I don't know, sometimes. Drink your coffee, <laughs> study until you fall asleep in the library in one of those brown chairs, wake up, it's like 4.30 in the morning, drive home and do it all over again. But I think that oftentimes a lot of really cool things happen within our community that we kind of miss out on. So this is a, a special opportunity, I feel like, to to get into contact with not only the people that are right there on Hillsborough Street, but a lot of other venues. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got people from all over North Carolina coming to this thing vendor-wise, so definitely a good time to see what else is out there. It's definitely starting a revolution, though. I just want to make that known to The everyone. more love like, revolution. Not just more love. I mean, just as far as students, I mean, a lot of students are involved in this, and LEP, you know, Legacy Event Planners, that's a student-run nonprofit organization. They started from nothing, and look at them now. You know, they planned Hillsborough Street Renaissance. It's just like, if you have that will and drive, you can do just about anything. And I think we're showing the community that as students, we do care. We want this place to look better. We want Hillsborough Street to succeed because we live on Hillsborough Street. We, you know, this is it's our home, so you might as well make it look good and thrive. I think, yeah, I think it's time to revamp that student activism. It's not just about midterms. It's not just about tests and grades. Um, The things that you do here matter. Mm -hmm. And and it's about doing things that making a good choice to do the right things. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to leave us with? 
besides that the Hillsborough Street Renaissance and uh, Redress Rally will be happening on Hillsborough Street on Saturday. March 14th. March 14th. Starting at 11 a.m. Until 10 10 p.m. With parties afterwards. I mean, hello college. Who could love life anymore? Yeah, party on on a main (laughs) street. I I think every senior needs to be out there for their graduation party. It's like the pre-hike. Exactly. The pre-hike. All right. Well, that is all we've got tonight. Thank you, ladies, for being on. Thank Thank you you. for having us. We appreciate your time greatly. And those websites we'll post on our blog. Um, If you guys want to check those out uh, to remind you what's going on, you can also download this as a podcast off of that same site. And if you have any ideas, as the aforementioned, this runs off of your ideas and things that are slipping through the cracks. So if you thought this was interesting or completely boring and would rather hear something else, let me know at stateofstate at wknc.org. Or you can give us a call on the studio line. I'll be in here a little bit longer at 860-0881 or 515-2400. But that is all we've got for the night. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the State of State. And stay tuned to WKNC 88.1.